Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Connolly. Thanks so much for joining us. We like to talk about the media and business and business in Michigan. And we're going to talk a little bit about something different today. Cleary University it was founded in 1883 by an Irish immigrant who wanted to provide a vital business education for folks in Michigan. So Cleary grew to become a world-class four-year university, and they have a focus on business, but they also have recently really made sports and athletics a focus. And they have a new basketball program. And full disclosure, my son, who is a graduate student, will be going to Cleary to play basketball and be a student there. But beyond that, because we won't be talking about my son, it's just interesting starting something from the ground up. And so we wanted to talk with the coach from Clare University with their men's basketball program, Carl Thomas, and he joins us. Carl, how are you? Pretty good, Tony. Pretty good. It's a little rainy today. But, yeah. Um, you know, as I say, we don't play football or baseball, so we have to be outside. So, you know, good thing on basketball coach, and I love being indoors. All right. So folks, at least from the mid-Michigan and Detroit areas, will know Carl Thomas. He has a rich background of playing basketball and attending university. Carl, tell your story where you went to high school, college, and those experiences. Born in Dayton, Ohio, and my dad was in the military, and we were born in Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, and got opportunity to move to Michigan, where my dad's from. He's born in Detroit, come back to Michigan and stay in the military. He chose his home base of being in Lansing. So Charles, my twin brother Charles and I grew up in Lansing, Michigan. Went to the White Ridge Junior High at the time. It's middle school now. Then end up going to Everett High School. Everybody knows Magic Johnson knows that's his alma mater. Spent four great years there. Great time developing as a player and as a person. Luckily enough to work hard and play hard and get a, recognized by several schools in the Mid-American Conference, Eastern Michigan being one of them. So I finished start. I decided to go to Eastern Michigan. My brother Charles came along with me, which I thought was special, being able to play with my twin brother over four years at the university level. Great career there. We won two championships. As a freshman, we won the MAC championship, first ever in school history. And in my senior year, we won the MAC tournament and championship again. And we went to the Sweet 16, the only school in Eastern Michigan history to still do that. So Eastern was a very special time and a great development for me as a, like I said, a player and a person, more so as a player because it got me to hone my skills where I was able to, lucky enough to make the NBA that season, 91-92 season with the Sacramento Kings as a free agent rookie. Talk a little bit about the experience at Eastern. I mean, you guys came out of nowhere. That was a big, big deal here in the state of Michigan. But as you started getting into the tournament, talk about the experience in that ride. Well, everybody, you know, that plays college basketball, you know, wants to go to the tournament. So, I mean, that's a lot of kids dream about. They want to, not much as pros when you're 17, 18, back in our era, it was like, let's get to Division One school and let's make that NCAA tournament. So. To be able to do it our freshman year when I first stepped on campus and play with a great player, Grant Long, who was a 15-year NBA vet, was something very, very special to be a part of. And I got to play 20 minutes a game as a freshman, average eight and a half points. So I was an integral part of what was happening for that turn of Eastern to become good. And then to culminate that with your senior season to go to the Sweet 16, I mean, you go from maybe one camera and one person interviewing you in the MAC tournament to like 100 cameras and a million reporters. And in Sweet 16, you're sitting right next to Dean Smith. So those experiences, and I can go on and on thinking back, that was 33 years ago, and it seemed like it was yesterday. 
I recall that too. And it seems like this with any team that goes on the run, there's a vibe of confidence that a team gets. Did you feel that as you guys were rolling through the tournament? Yeah, I think that especially our senior year, you know, everybody is so old, young now. Everybody's wanted done. We had a senior laden team. We had four mm-hmm. starters that were seniors and one junior. So we expected to have a deep run. Now we didn't think we were going to get to the Sweet 16, but we knew we could compete that level and represent the conference well. And we showed that we could do that and play with anybody. And it just must have been a lot of fun playing with Charles and having him right there. Yeah, it's a little different than it was in high school. I mean, obviously we had matured a little bit, and but to be able to go on that ride with your brother, twin brother especially, one of the greatest experiences in athletics in my life was being able to play with my brother Charles and experience those experiences with him on the basketball court. Boy, those practices, those playground battles, you guys one-on-one must have been brutal wars. The backyard stuff, uh, <laughs> quick story. My, we were, I think we were at 14 or 15 and my mother, we were getting so competitive, arguing all the time and f- almost coming to blows and fighting. And I think we're 14, 15 years, like I said, and we're going at it so hard. My mom yelled through the back door, you guys are done. That's it. Number one-on-one, you guys can't play anymore. I looked at it as that's how I got my competitive nature. I was going to beat up on my brother that much and I love him. <laughs> what was I going to do to somebody else when I played against them? So those backyard battles were great. And I know what that's like because as the father of two dudes, one six four and the other one six six, I had to stop them from playing, coach, because they were just beating each other up. We couldn't do yeah. that. So when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about playing overseas and deciding to coach. We'll do that next with Coach Carl Thomas of the Clarity Basketball Program. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Cleary University men's basketball coach Carl Thomas. So, coach, your college career is over. It's time to figure out what you're going to do. Man, you had some really great professional experiences. Talk about the start and the run that you had in the pros. Well, you know, getting Sweet 16, you know, coming from a winning program, I think that was intriguing. You know, every NBA team likes winners, and they want to bring many people in their program, right? So us getting to the Sweet 16, I actually had my career high against North Carolina, who had like eight All-Americans. So to be able to show I can play on that stage and that level, Sacramento Kings took some interest. The draft went through, and you see some names getting called, and like it was last night, you're like, oh, made my name and get called. <laughs> my agent said, you might be around this way or that way. Didn't happen for me, which is okay. Not everybody gets a chance to get drafted. There's only 60 people. That doesn't mean I was a bad player, didn't lose confidence. I got a call. I was actually working at University of Michigan's basketball camp. And I got a call from Coach Fisher said, hey, he wants to meet you in the office. I'm like, okay, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock in the morning, just starting camp. 
He said, the Sacramento Kings want to talk to you. You got to get back to Eastern and get in Coach Braun's office. They want to invite you to camp. I'm like, come on, Coach, really? <laughs> so I, I leave camp. I go back, and I actually talked to Jerry Reynolds, the general manager of the team, and invited me out to camp. And I'm like, of course, I'll be there, you know. And got out there, impressed in the summer league, shot the ball extremely well, you know, from the three-point line and from the field, and earned a roster spot in veterans camp. I actually beat out a draft pick. They drafted four guys that year. I actually beat out one of them to make the opening day squad. So to be able to do that as a free agent was amazing, a confidence builder for me. Best things about being in the NBA. When people ask me that question, you know when I say, honestly, Tony, I say, I think in the history now in year 80 or 81 of the NBA, there's only been like 4,800 players in almost over 80 years to play in the NBA. That's a large number to most people. But in the bigger scheme of things, that's a small fraternity. And to be able to say I was in that fraternity and with my twin brother, my goodness. I mean, how could I not appreciate every single gym I went into, every single road trip, every single fan that I had? When I was playing in the minor leagues in the CBA after my second stint in Cleveland, somebody showed me I had an NBA card. That blew my mind as well. So <laughs> it's hard to find one thing to say that was the best thing. I just think the whole experience was something I'll never forget. Okay, so you decide that it's time to do something else. Tell me about that decision and what you decided to do when you knew it was time to stop playing professionally. Actually, when I got my first coaching job, when I was still trying to play, and I was over in Greece, they lost sponsorships. I was playing well. I was 34 and a half years old. I was playing well. I had about four or five more years in me. I thought everybody wants to, that plays and loves the game, want to play through their knees, fall off. I was one of those guys. But the team got relegated to a lower division, so I had to come home and try to get back over. My agent at the time, Steve Haney, said, I might have an opportunity for you, but it's in coaching, not in playing. And I was like, man, I still got playing in me. I actually scheduled a meeting, and I was lucky enough to get a meeting with Coach Tom Izzo to talk about the process of becoming a coach. I thought when you played, you worked hard, you played basketball on a team. Once you get done, you segue into coaching. So I knew I wanted to do coaching in some aspect. At the time that it happened, it was kind of quick for me, I thought, at the time. But I talked to coach, you know, coach said it's a tough business to get into, especially division one level. You know, you probably can play till you're 40, but if you really want to coach, you might want to look into it and get into this division one right now. Took the opportunity, went to Maryland Eastern Shore to get my coaching career started. The following year, I got a call from Charles Ramsey, said, I'm coming to bring you back to your alma mater. And I got to coach six years of my alma mater at Eastern Michigan. So my career kind of coaching kind of started out not the way I wanted to, but it still was the best decision to stop playing at that time. All right, so you're at Duquesne, you're an assistant coach, you're established there, your brother's there, everything's going good. How did the Cleary University job become available? How'd you hear about it? Talk about that journey. Well, I spent six years in junior college basketball after we got let go from Eastern Michigan and four years as a head coach. And the athletic director at the time, Heather Bateman, became the athletic director at Cleary University. And right when she got the job, she said, we're going to be starting up the basketball program in a couple of years. Wink, wink. And we're going to need a coach. I went, well, I'm your guy. Mm -hmm. No thought process. I worked with her four years, had a good run with her. She felt that I was going to be her first ever coach. She thought I was the guy that she handpicked. And I was very intrigued by the job. Pandemic happens, no job. But it still was a good time at Duquesne because I spent five years with my brother in professional ranks of coaching. And that experience was invaluable. So. Last year, she said, we're going to start the program. Funding's back in place. Would you want to still be the coach? I said, I'm still your guy. And here I am now and the rest is history. All right. So when we come back, Carl, I want to talk about 
how the heck do you start a basketball program from the ground up? Yeah. We'll do that next. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Sanair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley. We're talking with Clear University men's basketball coach Carl Thomas. So coach was telling us the journey about becoming the coach at Cleary. They've never had a basketball program. So tell us about the process of starting a program from scratch. Not an easy one. Not an easy one. A lot of uncertainty. And if I wasn't bald already right now, I probably would have been <laughs> at this time. But it was something very, very intriguing to me because, you know, like I said, my experience from Eastern Michigan, we did something that no one's ever done. So I felt that I wanted that challenge and I wanted to take on that opportunity when it was presented to me. So the biggest challenges are trying to convince young men to come to something with no history. Right. But I draw back on mine. Eastern Michigan had history with George Gervin, Earl Higgins, Harry Mellette, some guys like that, Grant Longs. But I was a part of that to start it with the winning tradition. So when I come here, I try to use that in my recruiting. And I've been lucky. I found so far 14. I'm trying to get 15 young men this year. I found 14 young men who want to do something and set their own mark. You said you didn't want to talk about Case, but I'll bring your, your son up in this interview. But Case was like, I want to set a culture and be a part of something that no one's ever done. Perfect kind of guy for me. Because it takes something special to understand. There's no gym. There's no teammates yet. We didn't have any uniforms. We just came in yesterday. No uniforms, no weight room. We're going to be practicing the rec center. How do you sell kids on that? Well, my passion for the job and how I talk about the school and what we're going to do is helped get a lot of kids. Now we got to put that to test on the floor. But as far as my vision of what I want to do, I just saw that. And it hasn't been easy with some of the drawbacks that you don't have by having an established program. But it's been fun. You know, I'm starting to hire some assistants right now to get some help. But I've recruited, you know, all these guys by myself, and it's not easy, but it's been a fun ride so far. So Cleary University is located in Howell, Michigan. You'll be playing your games, I believe, at Lansing Community College in Lansing. You've got a practice facility. The thing that Cleary does have is they've got great academics with a great emphasis in business. They've got dorms. So, you know, it's college basketball, right? You're in a pretty good basketball league also. Yeah, WAC is real tough. Very good conference. We've had, I think throughout the last season, we had four teams ranked in the top 25. Indiana Tech lost by two points in the national championship game. So it's a good, tough conference. And I don't think I'm going to come in here. It's going to be easy because I was a Division One coach. I know I have to work and I have to respect everything and everybody that's in this league. And if I don't, bad things are going to happen. So I'm looking forward to that challenge as well. But I'm also aware of that it's not going to be an easy road. So, Coach, I want to ask you some other questions that maybe not be basketball related, but just to get to know you a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So what's the best thing that ever happened in your life? Best thing ever happened in my life? It's a deep one because I've been so blessed, you know, in my 53 years that it's hard to pick just one. I could go from having the best parents in the world with 
Charles and Rasharon Thomas. I'm a great, loving, supportive twin brother, Charles. Married 29 years in August to my wife, Gina, Gina Marie. I've blessed with two beautiful sons, Austin Carl Edward and Brandon Charles. I'm also right now a grandfather with Kobe Brandon Carl Thomas. So there's so many things in my life that aren't basketball related that I'm thankful for. Basketball, being able to do something I've loved is the top of it. But those people that I just mentioned helped me become who I am. So uh-huh. it's hard to pick just one, but all those moments and all those different points in my life. I got married on my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. I mean, so a very family-oriented guy in that aspect. So those people are the most special things so far. What's the toughest thing that's happened in your life? One of the toughest things, I mean, I, and maybe you can relate to this, is trying to be a dad, right? Being a father, being that role model, because we're so individualized and we think nothing but ourselves. And when you have to start thinking about other people, especially babies when they come into play, it's tough. I'm trying to play and be the best basketball player I can be. And it's trying to find that work-home life balance as a professional athlete, now as a professional coach, very, very tough. Coach, I like to always, when I interview my guests, talk a little bit about leadership and management. Talk about leadership and management style, even for a coach. And how do you get everyone on the same page? How do you get everyone to buy into the same vision? I think the first thing is you got to build relationships with people. And the better the relationships you have with your team and your staff, the more honest talks that you can have. And I think one of the things that my guys and my staff is always going to get is they're going to get the best of me, but they're going to get the real me. Being open and honest communication, I'm not always going to be right. And that's fine that we can talk about things. But knowing that I care, I think my guys, especially when I was in Jackson, they got to play for me. They played hard for me because they knew why I was in it. They knew who Coach Carl was. And as long as I'm that way and I stay true to who I am, It'll come across to my guys. Everybody's not going to like what I do because you can only play five guys at one time. But they can respect the honesty and the truthfulness. And I'm going to try to run my program, not try to run my program. That's how I'm going to run my program, truthfully and honestly. What is the biggest challenge college basketball players face and how hard is it to play ball and go to school? It's very, very difficult. The hardest part is maintaining that 3.3, 3.4 average and also not missing a practice or being too tired to practice or getting yelled at by your coach. And the hardest thing to do is get yelled at all day by your coach. You know, you have a girlfriend, not have a bad day with your girlfriend, and then also have to go do your classwork. The mind starts racing and you get out of there. So being a student athlete is very, very tough. And anybody who's in college athletics knows that and has to be respected by it because it's not an easy thing to be able to do. As a manager, how do you get people to listen to what you're saying and not how you're saying it and not take constructive criticism negatively believing in the message right like our sons and daughters they trust us right because of what we give to them what we put out to them so if i gain the trust for my players there's going to be some give and take and things that they're not going to like but they're going to trust what i'm telling them if they trust me what i'm telling them they're going to go play hard for me mm-hmm. right and if you give them to play hard it's half the battle And final question for you, Coach. Talk a little bit about the media. How do we in the media do when we report on stories like this? And especially from your perspective, how's the media been in discussing and talking about your new program? Well, it's been pretty good. A couple of stations in one in particular and how it has been very good. Real relationship with those people already. This is doing great to get our message out there. Not a lot of people know where Cleary is. So the more that we get out in the public, the more we get to talk to people, the more I am becoming a face of the franchise, so to speak. It helps in recruiting, helps gaining the traditional students to come and understand we're a great business school located in a great area, 30 minutes from Lansing, 30 minutes from Ann Arbor, 30 minutes from Detroit. We're in a great location. 
and you can get a great business degree from digital marketing and cybersecurity on down to sports management and promotion. I think it's a great place to be. We're trying to grow it slowly, but year by year to get bigger. And I think that if all those things weren't in place, I would not be here as their new head coach. We've been talking with Coach Carl Thomas, who is the head men's basketball coach at Cleary University. You can follow him on Twitter at CET underscore four three. Coach, I'll be seeing a lot of you. I can't wait for basketball season, not only because my son will be playing for the team, but we'll just be rooting for you. And I'll tell you, you know, I have an experience playing against you and your brother and August Macker. And, you know, you see guys and I'm 6'2". You guys are about 6'4". All right, I'll be able to hang with these guys. Man, you two were slender guys, but you guys were just physical and aggressive. And I'll never forget the experience of playing that way, playing against you guys. And I can only imagine that's how your team's going to play. You took me back a little bit, Tony. Mm-hmm. I don't want to remember that far back. My <laughs> niece, but that's due to my dad, Charles Edward Thomas, first. I mean, he put that work ethic into us. I told you, like I said earlier in the interview, with my brother Charles fighting in the backyard on the playground, that's something that you will see our team not back down from anybody. I didn't play that way. I played with energy and enthusiasm. And a physical, I was a linebacker, believe it or not, my size, outside linebacker in football in high school. So I had that physical and punch in the face mentality. So I want my team and my team will be the same way. Coach, appreciate you. See you soon. Thank you, Tony. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network.